Hello and welcome to another Geeks of Nature. Of course, if you're joining us, you already know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly. <laughs> Obviously, I will say, like, yeah. And you know that I'm Jess and that's Emma. No, I am, I am Emma. You are? Yes, yes. <laughs> what are we just... So this is, this is our special Capricorn episode. We, uh, when? That's about a week ago now. Yes, yes. Week. Yeah, yeah. We had a good time. We emceed. We talked to some cool people, which you'll hear soon. We talked to Jay Lagaya. Yes. And had some fun and made friends with taco people and got free food. Yes, <laughs> yes. That was that was that was a pretty good highlight. That was pretty great. Um, I'm not sure if they're on Facebook, but if they're on Facebook, go and look for Let's Taco About It. Yes, yes. Their food is great. They're in CQ. Yes, they are. They're pretty great people. Um, but yeah. And uh, what else did we do? Oh god, we did. We big weekend <laughs> was we we judged a kids cosplay competition. Oh my god, that was so cute. That was, that was so hard to decide though. Like it rushed, ru- like a rush right at the end. I was like, I don't know who to pick. Why did you make me do this? <laughs> I, I oh, there were some great ones there. I would have liked the uh, the Gareth. I know you would have. I know you would have. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The ga- I think uh, there was a uh, young kid uh, who dressed up as Gareth from Labyrinth. Um, sorry, Garrett. And uh, that was, it was pretty sick cosplay. It was pretty sick, but one of the rules was to make sure that it wasn't always, you know, one of those silly rules where it's like, if it looks like there was parents' help, we're not allowed to keep them number one. It did also look a little bit bought. Oh, yeah, it definitely did. But it was so cool to see that though, because it's like that's that's a kid. Like, how would he know to that about that? But also, oh yeah, force a child to watch that. <laughs> well, it is a really good movie. I know, but like to force a child to watch that, I'm pretty sure kids shouldn't watch that. I was under the age of maybe twelve, thirteen. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's fine. No, <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch it before you can make judgment. Yes, but I know the minute I watch it, I'll be like, yeah, nah. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But yeah, oh my god, I still think my favourite one, even though he didn't win anything, was the kid dressed up as Bumblebee and he could actually transform. That was amazing. Yeah, that was that was pretty oh. cool. And then the girl uh, that was dressed as a Pac-Man ghost. Yeah. That was so creative because it was just an umbrella and a piece of material. <laughs> it was. It was pretty clever. And I'm just like, what are you? And then they're like, he's a Pac-Man ghost. I'm like, applause. You deserve applause. Yes. But uh, That was amazing. That was great. Yeah. What else did we do? We, we spoke to Nathan Jones. He's a good guy. Yes, he, we did. We had a good chat to Nathan Jones. He, he was a pretty interesting guy. Uh, he was pretty hyped up when we were talking to him. He was, he was. He, uh, I, f- I get the feeling when we first met him, he was very shy, and then he said that he took a whole heap of pre-workout so that he would talk. <laughs> I'm like, aww. Yeah, that's fine, though. That's the sort of thing I should do. Uh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, chose it to Nathan Jones. We judged the kids' play- cosplay competition. Obviously, uh, we didn't actually record the Nathan Jones uh, panel. But we recorded... it was very quick. It was. We recorded our panel with Jay Lagoya, which is about 45 minutes or so long with some audience questions thrown in. Um, there was a really cute kid at the end. Um, yeah. If anything, I suggest you listen to that because that is well worth it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, 
Yeah, with Here's Jay's interview then, I suppose. Enjoy. Excellent. Feel free to come down and sit down the front if you wanted to and uh, throw money, not coins, because they roost. <laughs> this, see there, I love that. There's an amalgamation right there. Thanos and the Karate Kid. Oh, you're all right, you're a street fighter. Fantastic, okay. Obviously, we're back for the second year in a row. Yes, indeed, and I love what you've done to the place. Welcome back. And uh, how are you enjoying the concert so far? Uh, look, I never enjoy um, these events as much as I should. Only because I'm always stuck somewhere, because I, I'm a fan. So I normally do these events so that I can plow back the money that they pay me <laughs> into these events. So luckily, the ones that I normally go, which are some overseas, they have UPS couriers out the front where you buy stuff and then you send it away and then you forget you did some. So that you go and buy some more stuff. So yes, so uh, no, I love it, I, and I quite like the umbrellas. Mary Poppins rang; they want them back later on. But other than that, it's fantastic. Mm. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like I think the uh, I'd like to take that question and just use the first couple of words. The best thing about working. Comma. Uh, whether it be Star Wars or anything else, for me, I think Star Wars is really cool because I grew up watching Star Wars. I grew up uh, as a young uh, young man in South Auckland. I saved up refundable bottle money to go to Star Wars, and that's when movies were in the theater forever. And you'd sit down, and I'd sit, and the opening credits would happen. And then the words would come out, and I'd be sitting with my brother, and I'd have to say to my brother, "Can you read quietly, please?" Because we're far away. Hey, can you read quiet? And then the, all of a sudden, you know, one cruiser comes in, we're going whoa, and then all of a sudden the bigger cruiser comes in, whoa, and then I rewatched the New Hope about a month ago, and you realize really quickly now how slow everything was. I mean, I loved it, but the now generation would sit there and go, someone has to die, come on, where's the explosion? So I suppose for me that, you know, working on such an iconic show as Star Wars, and the great thing was is that um, George was so lovely, that's Lucas by the way, um, in that he started at seven and finished at five. He wants to start at seven and finish at five, and we were at Wise, because he's got a family. And if you can't do it within that parameters, um, and and we did, and you know we were also very, you know, it's one of those things you want everyone to come along. So we would go, would it be alright if, you know, maybe some of my my sons or my children or my friends? They went sure, just uh, just write on here, you know, a disclaimer, and uh, you can, you know, you're invited anyone. I invited a soccer team. I didn't even know who the team was. I just invited them. So like, come and see Star Wars. And they sat there while we were doing the big Senate scene and that. And, uh, and I don't know who was more in awe because it was the first time we actually got fathers volunteering to take their, their, their kids out. Because the mothers went, oh, we'll go and we no, 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 we'll go. Uh, we'll take time off work and we'll go. And yeah, and the boys went in to watch and the fathers disappeared somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you're 
ones that big production, other productions that you've worked on as well? What are some special skills that you have to learn and training? Oh, look, I've got a whole bunch of useless skills that uh, that I that I've accumulated over time. I mean, I can. I came over uh, to Australia in '95 to do a show called Water Ants. <laughs> there you go, VKG Sydney Water Police, um, and I was the head of the boat crew. And so for me, I worked every day on the boat as a deckhand, and in doing so, I got my deckhand license, which was 1,800 hours. Then my Master Five and a Master Four, which is basically means that uh, I can the ferries, I can basically pilot any of the ferries, which is, you know, a great thing to do down my street. Um, I also learned to fly a helicopter, um, purely for Nims Island. If any of you have seen Nims Island, I had to, I had Jodie Foster and Gerard Butler, who's one of the ugliest men I've ever, oh, you're going the right way for a smack button. Um, in this helicopter, and all I had to do was fly the helicopter up and down. I felt like a terrorist. Because it was like, you know what else? Can I can I fly it up in the air and go around? And we, no, no, we just need you to competently get it up and then bring it down. We'll get it up, turn, turn, and bring it down. Because there's a shot where the helicopter lands on the boat. And, and then we shot it up at the Gold Coast inside. And they tethered the helicopter down so that I could only go up and down. And then they had, uh, you know, um, Jody on one side and Gerard in the middle. And they sprayed water over it while I went up and down. And I had a monitor, a television monitor, that shot the front of the, the helicopter so that I could see how far up I went and how far down I went. So, um, you know, helicopter license, you know, I've got a, a, you know, a, a, a you know, heavy truck hauling license. Had to learn to ride and do acrobatic riding for Xena, the warrior princess. Because, uh, you know, because she doesn't die <laughs> so uh, you know so you learn all of those skills so for me it's whenever i go to coles and i can't find my coles card i always just pull out one of those licenses and swipe that and they're quite happy with that too Um, a lot of people probably don't remember that uh, Hercules came before Xena. Xena was shot in New Zealand in Auckland. Hercules was 94, 95 and so on. Uh, and Lucy Lawless, who um, plays Xena, uh, happened in 95. It's all about pleasant accidents. Lucy wasn't supposed to play Xena. The, the girl that was actually an American actress that was actually meant to do it got injured a week before they started shooting. And she got injured to the point where they couldn't stop shooting. They would have to recast. And because Lucy was also going to be one of the sidekicks, and she was the same shape, same height, and also, you know, was beautiful, um, they trialed her out and they said, you've got the gig. And so it, sometimes it's, you know, about being in the right place at the right time. So obviously... Oh, look, I, I like working on, on lots of, I like doing live shows um, uh, because I think kids need to see more male role models up on stage or in front of them. Uh, I like uh, doing film and television. 
Uh, also, I'm voicing over um, a lot of people, probably a lot of the geeks in here know that Lucas Arts is now uh, back on track again, which is the the uh, the video arm of Lucasfilm, uh, and I'm voicing my character for a new Lucas Arts video game. Uh, but I love doing that. I've just I've just finished touring a six month play called Peter Pan Goes Wrong, which was a comedy, and uh, and before that I just finished doing uh, Shrek, the musical, which was one of my favorites, and I love doing. Because a lot of people don't realize that looking at me, you think that I'm just, I'm German, but really I'm not. I'm Scottish and uh, I come from Aberdeen and Scotland. So it's a difficult thing altogether. And when you've got the prosthetics on and I go in two hours before everyone else comes in and I'm there for an hour after. So we had a party with the cast once and everyone thought that I was invited to say hello to everyone because all the cast had never seen me. They've heard but I walked in and went, hey, and I went, hey, Jay, what are you? Oh, Jay's here. Lovely to meet you. And I went, what are you talking about? I see you every night, you wombat. He went, what? I says, I play Shrek. Oh, my gosh, you do too. <laughs> like, okay. Thank you, Princess Fiona. <laughs> yeah, so, but um, I, I, I love doing live stuff. But, uh, and, uh, and also, you know, I, I write books and, and do other things. Jack of all trades. Master of language. Always. Everywhere. Yeah. This is awkward. So, Pause. Um, obviously, you say that you enjoy giving back to the community for like the kids and stuff. So, why is that something that's always been so important to you? Oh, it's just part of my parole conditions. Um, <laughs> it's just that and. Uh, it was either do this or cut grass on the side of the motorway and my whippersnipper is broken. Look, I'm a father of eight children, so I kind of, I do believe in the ethos. I do believe that you've got to give a little to take a little. I do believe that you've got to be able to participate not only in your child's life, but in children's lives in general. And, and for me, it's that whole idea of if I promise to participate in your child's life, you have to promise to participate in mine. It does take a village to raise a child. Now that may be an old fashioned thing, but I'm a true believer in karma. My wife taught me that because apparently she said those things will come back to bite me. And uh, those things being my children. And and they very much have done on, on various occasions. You know we belong together. How was that? Oh, look, I loved Home and Away. I didn't, I didn't, I thought, I, I thought Home and Away was beneath me. But then I realized it was just the majority of the cast members because they're really short, including Ada. Um, but Home and Away was really cool. Um, you, you don't realize how many people watch Home and Away and, until you're at a, you know, a, a traffic stop and a guy driving a garbage truck stops and goes, bro, how, just, how's, how's Summer Bay? You know, it's, it's good, brother. It's good, you know? And he's just sort of, they all want to talk to you about Summer Bay and where Summer Bay is. Summer Bay, for those of you who don't know, is Palm Beach. It's about an hour out of Sydney. And if you want to meet the cast or see any of the cast, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is when they shoot up there. And it's a public beach. So they can't stop you from coming up and watching or accidentally or purposely walking in the back of the shop. So, uh, but no, I enjoyed it. Everyone is, is hard working. They're all fantastic. My good friend, Georgie Parker, who is mad as a cut snake, is working on that. And she's, she's fabulous as well. Look, it, it, is, um, it is one of those things that I always truly, truly believe that you've got to choose a job you truly enjoy and you'll never work a day in your life. And I know there are a lot of creative people here and a lot of young, frustrated young people here as well and young at heart people as well. Understand, I grew up in South Auckland. I grew up in Wanskill Warriors territory. You know, you dream of just being able to, you know, walk down the street or get a job, you know, at, at the local factory. So for me, my job was always to encourage kids, know whether you're in Rockhampton or, you know, you're, you know, up in, in Barcaldon or somewhere else, that it's not about where you've come from, it's where you want to get to. And you have to dream big. You have to dream big purely because everyone else is going to take a piece of your dream because they don't believe in it. So you've got to dream big. And for me, it's always this thing. It's a simple rule. If you don't invest in yourself, why should I? If you can't be bothered getting up in the morning to go, I'm, I'm going to get a part-time job because I want to save up money to buy a car, this and that, then why should I invest in you? That's what your parents will always say. My door is the same thing. It's a wardrobe, not a floor drobe. So if you don't pick your clothes up, I haven't actually seen the floor in my daughter's room. She's 20 since, I don't know, since the decimal point came in, really. So I'm only assuming that there is a floor there. <laughs> so obviously going from, uh, you know, your TV, They're always different. I mean, you, it's, a, it's a mindset. It's about, you know, the difference between driving an automatic car and driving a manual. Uh, it's a, you know, if you're a parent of many children, it's about your children. They're not all the same. They're all different. You try to treat them the same, but they're all different. Some of them you can trick. Others you have to bribe. Um, and for me, it's the same sort of thing. For example, uh, when I went to audition for Lion King, I played Mufasa in Lion King. I went to audition for Lion King. I'd never seen the stage production, but I knew that James Earl Jones voiced Darth Vader and he voiced Mufasa. Now, being the sharpest tool in the shed I am, I went along to the audition and I went, you know what? I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do Darth Vader without the asthma. That's it. I'm gonna do Mufasa as Darth Vader without the asthma. So I walked in, and if you've ever been to an audition, it's just a long table with a lot of strangers on it. It's like a modern day Last Supper. They're all there looking at pictures of people who could do it better than you. you know. And so I came in and the skinny guy with a, with a chopper tied around his neck came and go, hi. I went, hi. I said, hi, Jay, my name is Cameron. And uh, we're gonna do the Pride Rock scene. So when you're ready, uh, the X marks the spot. You can just stand right over here. And uh, do and uh, this is David. And I looked at David, who was like six, seven. David's gonna play Simba. And I went, well, not like that. He's not, is he? I went, oh no, no, David, get down, get down, David. So David was on his knees on the bottom, and he said, when you're ready. And I went, okay. And in my head, I was going, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Darth Vader. And I went, ready. And I went, ready. And they finally 
all of the disciples on that table finally looked up and I went, everything the light touches is our kingdom. Our king's time is ruler rises and falls like the sun. One base him up. The sun will set on my time here and rise with you as the new king. And they went, that's fantastic, Jay. We'll call you. And they went, oh, can you try this? And we tried the coronation scene where I got Sir Robbie and I didn't see you at the presentation of Simba. And they went, all right, okay, all right. You know, you could see them. They try not to tell you. But then in the end, I got a call and they said they would love for me to, to play Mufasa. Then they flew me to Chicago to see a touring show. It was their last preview before they did opening night. I didn't know what to expect. So I sat along with everybody else, curtain down. All of a sudden, the curtain rose and that rattan um, sun that's made out of <laughs> the cheap rattan sun starts to come up, you know, and it's made out of cane. And as it comes up, all you hear is, I turn around, everybody else is crying. I turn around, there's an elephant walking past me. The senses were overloading. There was a, a great big huge giraffe and I fell in love with a lady in a cheetah just walking across. And that was, that was the preview. And I went, no, it should be fine. It should be fine. I turned around, dried my eyes. The next night was the opening night. All of the dignitaries turned up. They were all smiling, sat down. Curtain went up. The rattan sun went up. <laughs> Try it again. So it, I did, I played Mufasa for over 800 shows. And for 800 shows, I did, I did Mufasa as, as Darth Vader. And every night I looked out into the audience and there were men, women, and children crying. And that's the power of theater. That's the power of being able to stand up. And whether or not you stand up in front of your parents and do a show, you know, at home, there's no difference. You know, it's about the joy of being able to make that connection, which that's what I truly love about it. I saw recently that you were in a production of Pirates of Pandas. Can you talk about that for a minute? Pirates of Pandas, yes. Um, once again, Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, I love uh, doing uh, different kinds of musicals, different kinds of shows. Pirates of Pandas is one of my favorite shows, only because they have a modern major general in it, and uh, and you know, and it, you know, it's it's a farcical in its nature, uh, but just great stuff. We did a lot of sword fighting, opening night. The the sequence is basically we do this dance, we jump our swords backwards and forwards. On opening night, I jump my sword. I didn't jump high enough, and I kicked my sword into the front row. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had to look at the lady in the front row going, "Could you?" Just, just throw it back, it'll be fine. And she was going, shit, there you go. Just a flesh wound. It's just a flesh wound. I'll fix it at intervals. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, look, all of those things are great. But for me, I think, you know, I, I, I teach at a, a, at a university called Excelsior, which is a, a faith-based college. I teach third year, um, uh, acting for camera. And I also, I tour around and I, I visit primary schools and high, high schools. Um, and, you know, for me, it is about very much telling our young people that, you know, you have every right to dream 
big. You have every right. Success is really easy. If you're going forward, if you're trying to, to gain what you want to do, if you want to, you know, you know, I'm the first, I've always said I'm the first Polynesian in space. A lot of people don't understand that. But if you see episode two of Star Wars, you'll realize that I am in space, theoretically. And if it's on TV, it's real. The force is strong with this one. <laughs> So, um, one thing that we like to ask most people that we talk to, because um, we're called Geeks of Nature, uh, what's something that you geek out about? Um, boxes. Okay. <laughs> Where are we going? I just threw the geeks a curveball. I oh, know, uh, look, I'm, I'm, I did play school for 16 years. It's not because, as a presenter, it's just that's, that's my IQ level, really. Um, I, I do play school, so, but I love making things. So boxes are never safe in my house. They get turned, and my wife always says, you took three hours to make that castle, and they played with it for 30 minutes. And my answer to that is, but they played with it. It's never about how long I made it. It's about the simple fact that I'm making life memories, because we're going to grow up, and they're going to say, remember that box? Castle that Dad made, you know, that's is going to last longer than the three hours that I made it. And it's also how I encourage parents: when you go out to see things with your kids, don't record it with your camera because you're never going to see it again. You're going to watch it twice, and then it's going to take up all your memory. Whereas if you watch it with your eyes, you create life memories with your kids because you seem to go, remember the clown that fell off the side there, or remember the seagulls over the top, or did you like the smell of this? And I, I see a lot of people trying to live their lives like this. But the problem is, is that that's how much of life you're going to get. But life is this much. And you're going to miss out all of this other stuff. And as much as, especially our young people go, oh, that's all right, it's only for my Instagram. That's what it is. You, you know, you're living moment by moment. If you try and stretch it out a little bit, you know, my, and my kids always roll their eyes at me, but they've always had loose eyes. So... But that's their problem. That's their mother's side of the family. Um, my, my wife is English because um, I thought I could get citizenship and I realized she wasn't even born in the damn country. So, uh, <laughs> more for me. Yeah, so um, we might throw in some audience questions. So I'm going to come down and wander around. And if anyone has any questions, raise your hand and we'll uh, go to some questions. So you're going to go down and wander? Because in New Zealand, we just use sheepdogs to round them up. But you can do that. Don't be afraid. If you've got any questions that you'd like to ask, there are no silly questions if you don't know the answers. Okay? So if you, if you put up your hand. Um, put one over here already. All right. Just, I'm coming. We'll test your stamina. What's your name? Joshua Blackburn. Hi, Josh. How, how are you, sir? All right, all right, yourself? I'm good, thank you very much. So what's your question? Uh, my question is, how did Star Wars impact your career? Um, Star Wars is iconic in that it is part of the social fabric. It's, it's like most things. You could say, oh, I did, I did you know, uh, the Timberland Man. And people go, huh? But I could be in China and say, I, I worked on Star Wars. And they would automatically, you know, all of a sudden you get shifted from here to here, you know? And then they'll go, oh, right. And then they'll talk about it. Then they'll start to categorize what show you were in. 
And the prequels aren't as loved as most of them are. But you know what, for me, I said, at least some in the family. So, you know, uh, um, for me, I'm always grateful because they were great. It was a great experience. I've got, you know, figurines that I have at home um, that my kids are not allowed to play with because they can't understand what a figurine and a toy is. But we'll uh, work that one out. But other than that, no, it's it's great because it does, for me, it's, it's, it opens a lot of, not so much a lot of doors, but I've got a lot of friends now who work in special effects, who work on other shows. I've got friends who've just come back who finished working on X-Men, the last X-Men, which they shot in Canada. And for those of you who are interested, they tested X-Men out with an audience, several test audiences. The audience didn't get the second half of X-Men, so they spent another six weeks and uh, I think it was 20 point something million dollars and reshot the entire second half of X-Men. So I just went, thank you, mother for the rabbits. So I hope that answers your question. Do we have any other questions? And, and we have a question in the front as well, so. Back. Yeah. What's your name? Haley. You saw me before. I know Haley. I saw you before. That's it. We're best friends. Yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. That's it. Sorry. Uh, I read actually a while ago. They said with your Star Wars outfit, you had a depth uh, perception problem with the eye mask. Did you have any other problems with the outfits? And did you get to keep it when you finished filming? Or no, because that would be called stealing. <laughs> as much as we all try to practice that art. We knew George had the force and he would have known. No, um, I had an eye patch on which basically covered one eye. And uh, and, I, and I do remember Samuel Jackson laughing, going, dude, that's going to be an issue. And I went, yeah, because once you go here, you've got no depth perception. So in the opening scene where there's a great big, huge explosion in Attack of the Clones, there's all this debris around and I couldn't figure out where it was. So I ended up having a count like this going, sorry, Natalie, just... Uh, one, two, three, four. Okay, ready? An accent. I'm going, I'm just going, trying to see everything. And I laugh now because I did actually, we do keep in touch with some of the guys. Um, because, you know, you, know you, you end up sounding like a name dropper, but um, The Rock is a really good friend of mine. And, I know, and, and Sammy is in the same sort of, sort of you know, uh, Instagram circle. And I sent him, when I first found out that he was Nick Fury, I sent him an email, a text message going, now who's got depth perception problems? And he just sent back a laughing emoji because now he, got, he understands. His one though is got, um, his one is, is, is basically, he can see through his, um, which is a cheat. So uh, I'm not happy with that. But no, look, I think if, we, if you were cast in Star Wars and you had any issues with your costumes, you would say nothing. You would just go, "What? Your your feet look like they're bleeding, Jake. It's fine. It's just I needed motivation to stand up straight." So uh, yes, I can't hear a thing. But that's fine. I'll work it out. I'm learning braille as we speak. So yeah, you just work through that. There's a lady over there. Thank you, Haley. What's your name, Dominic? Do you have a question, Dominic? Because only Jedi's can read. Your mind. How does Pokemon fight? How does Pokemon fight? Oh, is, was that a knock knock question? It was a question. How, how, do, Poke, how, do, how do Pokemon fight? Well, the force is. Yes. 
I ask, you know what, I ask that myself that question every single time I, I go, I see, a, you know, a, a yellow tennis ball. I think to myself, how does a Pokemon fight? Probably very difficult. Uh, it's a difficult thing to ask. Look, let me go back to my uh, sensei and uh, and I will, I'll give that to you with an answer. But that was a good question, young man. Somebody set you up for this, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know those stormtroopers in Star Wars movies? The TKs, yes. You know, two of the Jedi Knights, they are so annoying to them. They have been fighting so many times. Uh, they're, well, they're enemies of each other, really. And it, it, it can be uh, a little confusing at, at, at times. Um, yeah, look, the, there you go. There's a there's a stormtrooper top in the back. I'm actually a member of, of the 501st. I have a stormtrooper. Uh, armor, a TK. My uh, my designation is TK six three five two, and uh, um, and people my my brothers thought that I was a bit of an idiot because they go, "You got stormtrooper armor? What an idiot!" And then I put it on. And they went, "Can I can I try it on? Because we got to work do, and it would be really cool to try it on." I just went, "No." Computer says no. So, um, do we have any other questions? Oh, we got a question. Yeah, yeah. What's your name? Sian. Hi, Sian. Um, I'm just wondering, in your opinion, is Jaja being a Sith Lord? Sorry, could you repeat that? Is Jaja being a Sith Lord, in your opinion? Uh, well, it's an interesting, because I know there have been a lot of talk with Armand Best, who was a lovely man who played Jaja uh, uh, Binks. Um, I think he is. No, actually, I can't, because he's a Gungan. And, uh, and, I'm going to say no, but I could be wrong. Uh, I can also say that at the moment we're prepping. They're prepping for Obi-Wan. That's all I can say. You did not. These are not the droids you're looking for. Is that the TV show or are they doing the movie now? I can't remember. Uh, they were looking at, they're actually, they're doing test, um, test photography at the moment. We're working uh, at the moment, I'll go back, um, because they're doing Avatar 2, 3, 4, I think, in, oh, or not. Uh, they are doing it, I just don't know how many James Cameron is going to do. But they're doing Avatar 2, 3, 4 in, in uh, New Zealand at the moment, as well as around. But they're doing all the live action stuff down in, uh, in Wellington. But uh, for, for me, I am, at the moment, we're prepping for the next uh, release of the next Star Wars that comes through. Do we have any other questions? Well, one over here. One over there. Wonder Woman, too. Wonder Woman! Oh, Wonder Woman. How are you, Wonder Woman? Um, you like pineapple on pizza? You know what, sister? I love pineapple on pizza. Do you like pineapple on pizza? Yeah. If Wonder Woman loves pineapple on pizza, I love pineapple on pizza. Why, why, why was that? Were you having an argument or a question or? A... I just wanted to know. No, well, you know what? That the universe know that Jay loves pineapple on pizza. May the force be with you. You heard it here first. Pineapple on pizza is the way to go. It is the way to go. Uh, so you're in the Amazon <laughs> 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 the 
that is, you're about as subtle as a Tongan rugby team, I'll tell you. So, uh, are you in the, uh, I am not at liberty to say. I just, I just said that's what they were shooting. I'm not at liberty to say because we sign waivers. You're there, having fun. I'm there, I'm there supporting the project. That's what I'm doing, so. But, I mean, can I just say, especially to the parents out there who worry about their children coming to events like this, if this is the worst thing they ever do, God bless you all. The, these events, these gatherings, and congratulations to those, uh, uh, the, to the organizers, especially to my friends at the library, who, uh, who come up with the whole scheme. These things are great because it allows all of us who live outside the, the proverbial square to dress up and come out and have a bit of a play. Because I think that's, a, you know, following your hobby. Have a, have a hobby. Don't take yourself so seriously because, you know, your wives never take you that seriously. Um, but most importantly, you know, follow your passions because I think that's that will lead you to unusual places and and you'll end up just rubbing shoulders with some really cool people. Do we have... Yeah, we've got a couple more. Oh, there's Wally there! Yes! <laughs> Woohoo! Wally's by the food store. What's your question? Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you for being on Facebook for so long because as I was growing up, I always used to watch you all the time. Thank you for making me feel old. <laughs> um, I was also wondering, what do you think about the new Clone Wars series that's coming out? I think... Look, I think it's done. I think it's done. It's dash. I think, I think they need to tell new stories. I think they, you know, uh, the the idea of the clone itself is great, but I think you need to now tell new stories. Otherwise, you just, you know, you just end up just repeating stuff or going round and round in circles. I think you need to 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 push the envelope and discover new worlds. Go to Cloud City. Go and have a chat to, you know, to other other storylines and talk to independent writers uh, because I, I think the independent writers that we have who are creating these other tangents cre create some amazing ideas, create some amazing sort of uh, uh, possibilities. And the reason why they get shut down is because the big studios can't make money off them. So it's like most things. If your franchise is really cheap but makes great food and I'm McDonald's, I'm going to buy your franchise and then I'm just not going to use it. Why? Because, you know, because at the end of the day, your ideas are great. And to those of you who write these things or come up with these great ideas, copyright them. You know, if you don't know how to do that, simply write your idea down, put it in an envelope, send it to yourself. Because then it will have a date stamp and don't open it. Because then that is legal proof that when you open it up or when you show it to people, they go, this is the original concept. It has not been opened. It has not been tampered with. And, and, uh, and so therefore, because, you know, people who talk to other people, all of a sudden their great ideas go and the next thing you know, somebody has invented Facebook and some other people are crying. So that's all I got to say. Yes? Wally has a question, but he's taking a photo. Oh, for goodness sake, Wally. Wally, yes? Uh, if you had a mundane superpower, what would it be? If like brushing your teeth in the morning by clicking fingers. If I had a mun... Oh! Um, to be able to get slow drivers to get out of my way. It's that, you know, I don't understand. People, I don't understand if you're, if you're pulling into oncoming traffic, why are you slowing down? 
So for me, I think it's just really, my children always ask me because they think I know everyone in the city because I talk to the car in front of me. My daughter will go, do you know them, Dad? No, why are you talking to them? Just, Come on, Nana. Come on, Nana. Let's go. Little faster. So my Monday will be, thank you. Thank you. So there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Wally. I waited all that time. I found you and you gave me that question. Sure. Another question you? Yes. What a lovely ensemble you have on, too, by the way. What's it like What's it like working with lightsabers? Listen, I've, I've got a blaster, but I don't want to brag. Um, but working with lightsabers, yeah, when we shot when we shot Attack of the Clones, there's a big, huge fight scene that Ewan McGregor and Christian Hayden has. Um, Darth, Hayden, Hayden Christensen, there you go. Darth Vader and Anakin has this, uh, no, sorry. Obi-Wan and Anakin have this lightsaber fight. It's, a, it's basically a 15-minute long fight that they cut up into sections. And the boys, would, whenever they weren't shooting, they were outside with these great big huge lightsaber sticks practicing. They got to a point where they were so fast that their stunt doubles couldn't copy them because they were, they were too fast. So what ended up happening was their stunt doubles took the hits, but they shot. So if you actually go back and watch it, they shot all of those fight scenes, and they were really complicated. Um, and yet uh, they, they were able to do that purely because they just went out and they fought and they fought. I have several lightsabers at home, as well as I have several wands from Harry Potter at home, because I, uh, I know Professor Dumbledore really well. From, uh, but, uh, but I hope that answers your question. Uh, what have you come dressed as? Have you come dressed as a character? No. no? You just thought, you know what? This black is going to rock it at, at Capricorn, and uh, here I am. So. I dressed up as steampunk. You dressed up as steampunk? Well, you look fantastic. Thank you very much for your question. I've got another little question here. Oh, hello. Do you, what um, prank do you like? What? Sorry? What prank do you like? What prank do I like? Yeah. Okay. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? I. Who I punk? <laughs> Can you do this? Say, all right, I'll go. You help her. Go, knock, knock. Knock, knock. No. <laughs> That's the Irish knock, knock joke, right? <laughs> if I go, knock, knock. Who's there? Boo. Don't cry, sweetheart. I'm not crying. You know what? You kiss your mother with that mouth. I tell you. Yeah. That's that's my kind of prank. I like knock knock jokes. All right. Do you what? What's your favorite prank? Hiding my dad's keys. That's called gaslighting, okay? <laughs> Hiding your dad's keys. Right. Because your mother says your dad's crazy. <laughs> Is it to his car or to the handcuffs? I don't know. Okay. I, I think that's great. I have another question. Oh, my gosh. All the princesses have come out. Hello, sweetheart. What is your question? 
That's the reason why. 16 years of high school. This is my people. Where's the question? I thought she was going to do Whitney Houston then. We'll always love you. What's your, what's your question? Abby wanted to know what your favorite thing to make was. Well, my favorite thing to make was, um, the power of play school allows me to convince you that if I've got a toilet paper, some tissue and some sticky tape, I can make a butterfly. What I'm making is tissue paper stuck to toilet rolls. But if I tell you it's a butterfly, it's a butterfly. And that's what I love making. I love, I love making different things. And, and the reason why, uh, if you, I think, um, I think, uh, was it our, our illustrious friend over there asked me what my mundane uh, power would be, is that my power is to be able to make things out of anything. Because as parents, when book week comes around, and we all know book week, book week is like, my children tell me it's book week at eight o'clock in the evening, the night before. And I have sworn to them that I'm not cutting up any more shirts in order for them to be the Hulk or some mad scientist. So I've learned very quickly to be able to make stuff using Hulk glue and you know tin foil and boxes. Um, and if it's uncomfortable, tough. Hulk glue won't burn you that long if it's on your skin. Don't worry, it's, you know, but you'll look fabulous. It'll hurt, but you will look fabulous. Thank you. I think that's all we've got time for, unfortunately. Have we? Thank you very much. No. Thank you very much, Jay. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, can I quickly say to the kids, kids, when you leave today, can you please take your parents with you? Because they tend to just wander around aimlessly, just lost. If you could take you, your parents home with you, that would be fantastic. And if you could also help us out by just picking up some rubbish along the way, that would be fantastic as well. Thank you very much for taking your time out. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. I'm going to be back, I think, in about half an hour or so. We're going to do a big read and a big sing-through or something to end my section here. But go, enjoy. See you later. And thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Thank you so much, Jeff.